Hello, everybody. Thank you once again for joining me on the Speak Life Now radio show. I am your host, Dr. Lisa Speak Life Burrell. I want you to share the time. I'm sharing whatever device you're listening to this broadcast on the Speak Life Now radio show. Share it with someone else so they can also receive a word of encouragement and a word of motivation for them. Don't just keep it to yourself. Share it with others. Over the past few weeks, we've talked about power. Then we talked about last week, we shifted and we talked about how every day is Thanksgiving Day. I'm going to shift a little bit um, today as well. Today, I want to talk about shame. But first, it's going to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity to minister to your precious people. I thank you that they have they have now become doers of the word, not just hearers only. I thank you right now, dear Lord, that they are receiving, seeing fruit from all the things that they're doing. Thank you for the testimonies that are coming forth. And I thank you right now in your precious name, Jesus. We're going to be talking about shame, S-H-A-M-E. You you know what? You've heard it before, shame. But I want to just go ahead and give you a quick definition, and then we're going to talk about it. And I want to tell you some reasons why I want to talk about it. Shame, in according to the Webster's Dictionary, is a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Again, it's a painful feeling. Now, I really want you to look at this definition. It is a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Now, you know when you do something wrong. So you see how it has, you have a consciousness that you've done something wrong. But go back to the beginning. It's a painful feeling of humiliation or distressed. You see that? And then some synonyms for the word of shame. I'm going to take my time here because I really want you to understand the whole shame process, but I needed to give you the definition of it first. Here's some other words, synonyms for this word of shame, humiliation, mortification, chagrin, loss of face, um, embarrassment, indignity, abashment, discomfort. Look at those words. Look at those words. So, in the verb form, it will be like, some synonyms of it would be humiliate. Think about the word shame now. It's to humiliate someone. It is to mortify someone. Hallelujah. So, it is to embarrass someone. It is to chasten someone. Remember these words, shame. Today, I want you to know there is no more shame. One scripture I want to start off with, and then I'm going to talk about something else along with shame. In Romans 8 and 1, this is one of my favorite scriptures because it, it um, no matter what you've done, when you're in Christ Jesus, certain things doesn't apply anymore. You know what I'm saying? Not that you, um, that you can continue in sin or nothing like that. 
I'm not saying that, but I want you to know this scripture says, Romans 81, there is, there is therefore now, I love the word now, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So you got to look at that. You got to look at the Christ Jesus aspect of it. What made me think about talking about shame have you ever has anyone ever said to you like you've done something wrong as a kid and has anyone ever said to you shame on you has anyone said that to you before shame on you Have you been the one that have said something to somebody? They did something wrong. Did you go up to them and say, shame on you? It's like I remember reading in, um, I'm not sure what grade it was in. I know it was in school and we had to read um, some literature and we had to read about the scarlet letter. Because this woman had did what she did, she had to wear this letter on her to show shame so she could be humiliated. So, her, so she can walk around being embarrassed. Again, I'm going to ask this question. Has anyone ever said to you, shame on you? Or have you been the one that said, shame on you to someone because they did something wrong? I want you to really think about because you know how I am about words. Now, remember now, if you've been the one that people have said shame on you growing up, or you're the one that said shame on someone, first of all, repent of that. Repent that, you know, Lord, forgive me right now if I've ever said shame on you to anyone. Take those words back and take that shame off of that person. If you have been the one that received that received those words as a child, remember that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because you are now in Christ Jesus, that shame has been washed away with the blood of Jesus. You have to know that. But I want to talk about the fact that you may have been the one that the words were spoken over. And and then when you grow up um, and you may do something else wrong that as adults do, and it may not be like what everybody else have done. Like I, y'all know my story about the drugs and alcohol, fornication. I mean, all the crazy stuff I did and a lot of stuff, even the abortion I had. It's like because I felt like it was so bad, I couldn't really tell anyone that shame. You carry that shame. You see what I'm saying? So when, as a child, you might do something wrong. Instead of saying to the child, shame on you. And I'm not saying that that happened to me. I'm just giving illustrations. And say, I'm not, I'm just saying that if that person said, shame on you. And that little kid grow up, and every time they do something wrong, now you might be telling them, now you know you can always talk to me, you can tell me anything. But they might remember that time when they did something wrong, and it was like, oh no, I don't want, I don't want, um, I don't want my mom and my dad to, you know, say that. I don't want to make them feel bad and they be so shameful, you know, as they get older and teenagers. They might remember that thing that they did as a kid and they'd be afraid to come forward with what they did because they didn't want that feeling again. You understand what I'm saying? Or they feel so ashamed by the act that they may have done, they keep it to themselves. And we see that nowadays with a lot of people in adults that they'll do things and they'll keep it. Why is everything so secretive? 
sensitive? Why is everything so taboo? Because maybe it's because of when you grew up, you might have heard the word shame on you. And you carry that humiliation. You carry that painful feeling of distress because of foolish behavior that you may have still be dealing with foolish behavior as an adult. But because of that shame factor that was spoken on you, which is really a word curse. It's a word curse to say to someone, shame on you. Would you go around saying death on you? But yet you'll say shame on you, which we'll go back to the definition, a painful feeling of humiliation or distress. A painful feeling. A painful feeling. That's what shame is. And you're going to say and speak that over to someone? Shame on you. What you're really saying is painful feeling to you. Humiliation on you. That's what you're saying when you say shame on you. That's why I want you to really look at the words that you are saying and speaking to your children, to others, when they do something wrong. If they do something wrong, just call them up and say, come to them and say, you know, this wasn't right what you did. And this what could have happened if you had continued. But you know I love you, right? Don't say, shame on you for doing that. Get out of here. You don't say stuff like that to your children. You don't say that to each each other. You don't do things like that. So what I wanted to just really shine the light on shame because, um, I even, even recently I heard someone speaking, um, um, teaching somewhere else and she was talking about the shame she felt when she was in a um, different lifestyle and how you know everybody would you know pretty much speak these curses over her as a child and when she became an adult she just like where everything had spoken over her so she just really walked into what was spoken over her until she had a a, a face-to-face or I say an encounter um, with the presence of God that changed her from the inside out. And, you know, and I want to bring that up because I know my own, in my own life, some of the things I've done, I felt so ashamed by it. You know, um, getting the abortion, um, the drugs, the, the, all the different men, all of that stuff. It was a shameful. I felt ashamed by it. And I didn't want to tell anybody. I just wanted to keep on a certain look and look a certain way and, 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 and make sure, let people think, you know, I was all right and all this, but really it's because of the shame involved that it went on so long. Now, this is what I'm saying to you. If you have said it, repent. Even if you have said it to your children, go back to your children and say, you know what? I remember saying that and forgive me. I've repented to the Lord. Forgive me for ever saying that. And I take those words back right now and let it go. Don't be in condemnation. Just recognize it. And then sometimes once you recognize the thing, you'll be like, okay, that's what it was. Let me use this for an example. For years, I would have... um, I would just be, I would, uh, my back would itch all the time. And I'm like, what is going on with my back? And this went on for years. And then finally, I mean, for years, you guys, I would say my son was a little boy. And I was like, just scratch my back, scratch my back. And I couldn't figure out what was causing the issue. I didn't, hallelujah. Y'all listen to me clearly. My son was a little boy. So this is probably about five. He was about five. So I'll say at least 30 years ago. This went on for over 30 years, okay? And my back was my back was. And I was like, what is causing it? And I didn't realize what it was until maybe three years ago, maybe three or four, two to four years ago. I can't even tell you exactly when. And I was trying to pinpoint what was causing it. 
and found out after all those years, you guys, the reason that the itching was occurring is because of cinnamon. I am allergic to cinnamon. But I didn't know it because everything I liked, I like um, my mom cooked this great um, dish called corn pudding. And she would have cinnamon. It was actually my favorite, favorite meal when I was growing up. She had cinnamon in that, and she made sweet potato pies. I love sweet potato pies. Then after that, I would grow up. I would always buy, like, the pecan swirls or honey buns with cinnamon. Everything, those were the things I was, I liked but didn't realize that it was causing a physical reaction. And but when I found out that was what it was, I don't eat cinnamon anymore. And to the point where now, if something has cinnamon in it and it's not like a, like one of the major ingredients, soon as I eat it, I will feel it on my tongue. I say, I can't eat this. It has cinnamon in it. Immediately, But at first, I didn't know what it was. You see what I'm saying? That's what I want to say to you today. Maybe the shame and all the stuff that you are experiencing is because of someone spoke a word curse over you. And now we're going to come up against that word curse. Because you don't, that word curse has no authority over you anymore. Because now we shine the light on it. If you can go back in your memory banks, or even now as an adult, and you hearing people saying this stuff, or you might see something on TV, and something that you're doing, they they're making it seem like so, so shameful. Let's get rid of that. Let's um come up against that word curse of shame. But also now you got to remember now there is no condemnation for those of you in Christ Jesus. So you have to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior because he experienced all the shame with everything he went through. They spit on him. They kicked him. They hit him. He experienced all that shame for us. So he took all the shame that we may have been would have been experienced once we realize who what Jesus has done, all that shame is washed away with His blood. You have to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior for you to be free from that shame that was spoken over you. You have I have to make sure you know that. I have to make sure that you know that. Like I said, shame is a painful feeling of humiliation or distress. Or distress caused by the consciousness. So you're conscious of what you're doing. But we got to remember what Jesus has done. I want to read. Um, look at Psalms 103, 2 through 4. This is the easy ESV, Eastern Standard Version. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So I'm saying, bless the Lord, oh my soul. This is something coming that's coming from the soulish part of me. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Remember all your benefit packages. Like when you're at work, they tell you when you go for a job what your benefits are. You sit down and read and say, wait a minute, let me let me check out what my benefits are. Remember that now. So you say, forget not all his benefits. Don't forget none of them. Who forgives all your iniquity. So anything you have done, he is the one. The blood of Jesus, everything he's done for you is is forgiving all your iniquity. You have to remember that. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life. When somebody redeems something, it's that they have paid that ransom for you. They have taken you back. So shame can't have you no more. 
Shame can't have you anymore. Who redeems your life from the pit. Who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. You've been crowned now by what Jesus has done for you. <coughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Didn't I know there's one? Um, I want to make sure which one I want to read next. Which scripture? Okay, I'm going to look at Luke. Luke 18 and 34. For he will... For he will be delivered over to the Gentiles and will be mocked and shamefully treated and spit upon. Now, that's the scripture I just mentioned about the things that Jesus has gone through. The humiliation, the shame. He went through all of that for you and for me. In Matthew 27 and 30, it says, They spit on him and took the reed and struck him on his head. See, these are the things that Jesus went through for you and me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. In Hebrews 8 and 12, it says, For I will be merciful until, until <coughs> excuse me, for I will be merciful toward their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. This is what is happening now because of Jesus. Your sins are not remembered anymore. The shame is not there anymore. There is no more shame. No more painful feeling of humiliation anymore. Because Jesus has taken the shame on himself for me and for you. you I just want you to remember that. Now also, we heard this scripture um, many times before. Now that word curse because of what had happened. And you didn't realize that this thing was following you. Um, all these years, I want you to know that now it's not like it's the it's not against the person that spoke it. It's against the spirit that was operating in them at that time. So right here in Second Corinthians ten three to five, it says, "For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war against the flesh." So it's not against the person that spoke it. It's against the spirit that was operating in them at that time. It's the spiritual warfare. For the weapons of our warfare are not flesh. Hallelujah. They are not flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captured, captive to obey Christ. So once our thoughts are in line with the, the word of God, we are then able to counteract this warfare that we be dealing with because it's also, remember that, it's about your thoughts. So since the word curse came, then in your mind you keep thinking about, um, this is so shameful what I have done. Like I said, it was so many years before I even told anyone um, about the abortion because of the shame that I was dealing with in my mind. I, was, I can't tell nobody. What are they going to think about me? You see what I'm saying? Instead of going on and and, ha- and I went through at least, I don't know how many years, but it was so many years before I told anyone. And that was always in the back of my mind because that was a shame act there. It was shame. <clears throat> in, Isaiah, in Isaiah 61 and 7, it said, instead of your shame, there will be a double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion. They shall have everlasting joy. Now that I have dealt with the condemnation and all that I was dealing with for years, and then I knew 
got even knew more and more and more about what Jesus has done for me, that he paid the ransom for me, that I have been redeemed. All these things that I've been studying, that have been justified, my faith in him has justified me. And the things that he, his acts, because I have faith in what he's done. See, all this shame, that's why I'm able now to share all the testimonies, because I don't have the shame anymore. And I know that now by me sharing it and letting other people know, release that condemnation out of your spirit so you can go ahead and ex- excel you know like a, a um a hot air balloon it has the capabilities to go up but they are not until you drop all the weight and so the shame and what all these things is nothing but weights on you so now we're dropping off all these weights all the weights so now you can ex- excel now you can fly now you can lift up because you don't have all those weights keeping you bound and down mm. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Read, I'm going to read Hebrews 12 and 2. Now, we look into Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. Now, remember this. Look at that. This said, for the joy that was set before him. Who this scripture right here is getting to me. Look into Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, he knew what he had to go through, but he saw it as joy. He saw it as joy. So, when you're out there now and able to share your testimonies, and yeah, you might even have to endure a cross because you're sharing it. I mean, I've had people to, you know, contact me and say, you know, you shouldn't say that, or maybe you shouldn't have told this story, or maybe you shouldn't have talked about the rape um, in front of your son, and all these different things. But I I had joy because I knew if I shared it, other people would be released and be free. There's no more shame. The painful feeling of humiliation is gone. Hallelujah says, look into Jesus. Just look at him and what he did. The founder and perfecter of our faith. It takes faith to stand and share your testimonies. No more shame. Who for the joy that was set before him is joy that when you start telling your testimonies of redemption and what God brought you out of and hallelujah. That you'll be able to endure the cross. Because we know that love endures all things. And we know from 
previous messages that power is the love that's perfected within us, that God's love is perfected, that's giving you the ability to endure despising the shame, you know, not even looking at the shame anymore, just saying, this is what happened, this is what, this is what happened, and now God has brought me out, and just try your best to use your testimony, which they said you, it was a test, use your testimony to free others, and is now, look at it, he is now seated right on, right hand at the throne of God, I would be so pleased, your father would be so pleased, when you just share and and what you went through and how God brought you out and now I mean who would have thought that I would have these the Speak Life Now radio show on the internet and on different streaming cycles and everything like that streaming services who would have thought who would have thought that I'd be having um um, um empowerment sessions and things like that and. And who would have thought all these things are happening? And now, I mean, it's just so many projects the Lord has given me. But all of it came from when I looked to him, when I looked to Jesus, who is the founder and the perfecter of my faith. And with joy that that, that I had to share these things and testimony. It felt so good. It was like when I finally just open my mouth and talk about it when I tell you the hot air balloon analogy happened the weights was dropping off and every time I shared a testimony another weight dropped off and then another weight dropped off and then I had lift off and all these many things all these things are now happening and occurring because I had to know that there was now no condemnation. There was no more shame. And today I want you to know there's no more shame on you either. Go head on and walk in who you are. And and let God use your life to pull others out. Mm. I'm going to have to end today. We might talk about shame again next week if the Lord take me that way. Remember, as you go into this week... To speak life over yourself. It is so key to speak life over yourself this week. In this area right here, no more shame. Speak life over yourself. Say, I have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I have been redeemed. Hallelujah. 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 Speak life over yourself. Speak life over your family. Speak life over your neighborhood. Speak life over your nation. The key to it is, all of it is to speak life now. You can follow me also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, hallelujah, and LinkedIn. You can also um, reach out to me at info at speaklifenow.org. That's info at speaklifenow.org. You guys have a wonderful week. Remember, there's no more shame. Bye-bye.